Today is Monday, August 21st, 2023. I'm Mark Beavis. Welcome to the program. On the show today, house prices in Canada rose again in July, and this now locks in the second highest monthly gain ever. We're going to look at those numbers. Also, if you've ever been a victim of a flight delay here in Canada and who hasn't? Help is on the way. We'll review the proposed changes to the air passenger protection regulations. In other airline news, American Airlines has sued a website that offers to find pricing loopholes for passengers, and the Canadian Securities Administrators are taking a closer look at ETFs. Let's get started with today's news. According to the most recent Terranet National Bank Composite Index, After adjusting for seasonal effects, home prices in Canada jumped 2.4% from June to July, which is the second biggest monthly growth rate ever recorded. It's also the fourth consecutive monthly raise. In assessing the report, Bank of Montreal's chief economist Douglas Porter says, the deep declines that we saw through 2022 are largely being unwound. National Bank of Canada economist Darren King, he suggests that we might be on the verge of a change here. Although he does believe that prices could continue to climb in the third quarter of 2023, he believes that the deterioration in affordability uh, because of the recent rate hikes, uh, coupled with a less than buoyant economic outlook, he believes that this should represent a headwind uh, for housing prices later in the year. He also notes that the expectations for interest rates are that they will remain higher for longer than originally hoped, and this will also put pressure on the housing market over the longer term. If we look at specific markets, the largest gains in prices in July were Halifax, up the most at 4.9%. Hamilton saw prices rise 4.4%. Vancouver up 3.9%. And Toronto saw a 3.5% increase in housing prices. Now in a comparative market analysis that was not included in the composite index, Abbotsford Mission in BC saw prices spike 7.2% month over month. Prices actually fell in Quebec City, down 1.2%, 0.9% in Montreal, and 0.3% in Calgary. The Canadian Transportation Agency, or CTA, have recently completed a consultation that proposes changes to the Air Passenger Protection Regulations, APPR as it's known. Now, as a result, we may see Canadian airlines subject to harsher penalties when they cancel or delay flights. The APPR first came into effect in 2019, and anybody who has flown uh, knows there are a lot of loopholes that the airlines can jump through when they are expected to compensate customers when uh, the flights are disrupted. A big change in the Canada Transportation Act occurred in June when the Liberal government passed new legislation as part of the Budget Implementation Act, and this shifted the burden of proof to the airlines rather than leaving it with the customer when it comes to circumstances that would exempt airlines from compensating passengers. At the heart of this issue is whether delays are caused by issues that are beyond an airline's control. And currently, the CTA strips out of flight disruptions that are caused by things such as airline staffing shortages, technical problems, and situations similar to that. In the original act, these were considered as part of normal operations. Under the proposed changes, airlines would have to prove that cancellations or delays were caused by more extraneous circumstances, such as things like natural disasters, sabotage, terrorism, uh, war, health risks, that type of thing. And you know, anyone who has flown in the past few years knows that it's common for airlines to change the specifics of a flight prior to departure. 
quite commonly, they're going to change the, the departure time, which then affects the arrival time of a scheduled flight. I'm sure most of us have been affected by that. Well, under the new rules, if the changes to the itinerary result in a trip that no longer meets the customer's purpose, they would then be entitled to a refund. That's not part of the act today. Now, as part of the feedback from the airlines, they believe that the extremely difficult operating circumstances during the COVID pandemic don't, actu don't accurately reflect the true situation. Jeff Morrison, who is the president and chief executive of the National Airlines Council of Canada, he said in an interview with the Globe and Mail, we haven't really had much of an opportunity to test the existing APPRs in a normal circumstance. The airlines are also arguing that there are many cases where the flights are delayed or even canceled as a result of actions on behalf of a third party, such as NAV Canada, the Canadian Border Services Agency, and in many cases, flights are delayed due to staff shortages, for example, at NAV Canada, but the blame, of course, tends to fall back on the airlines. The last major topic on this issue here is the pressure that falls on pilots when they make a decision as to whether it's safe to fly or not. And the Canadian branch of the Airline Pilots Association is concerned that these proposed changes could add a lot of pressure to pilots when they have to make last minute safety related decisions, uh, such as deciding whether to fly in the event of a mechanical issue. ELPA President Tim Perry told the Globe and Mail that, that uh, pilots should never have that type of conflict going on in the background. And again, I fully agree with this. Now, in another twist to the situation, just last week, the Supreme Court agreed that it would hear an appeal from a group of airlines that are looking to quash the original uh, 2019 APPR. Specifically, they're looking at the rules that boosted uh, the compensation to passengers for delayed canceled flights and also to uh, damaged luggage. As of today, there is a backlog of more than 53,000 um, air travel complaints. Staying with the airline theme, American Airlines has sued a travel website called Skiplagged, and they accuse the website of deception, and they have threatened to cancel every ticket that the company has sold. Now, in a practice called Skiplagging, or hidden city ticketing, travelers book flights to destinations that have at least one stopover along the way. And then the practice of this is to get off the plane at one of the stopovers and not to continue traveling on to the final destination. Due to the way tickets are sometimes priced, there is are there circumstances where it's actually cheaper to fly to a further destination than it would be to simply buy tickets um, to the stopover city, which is the actual preferred destination. And this can happen when there's more competition, for example, on the shorter route, but less on the longer route. It can, it can result in this um, pricing anomaly. There's nothing specifically illegal about the practice, but most airlines do have policies that don't allow this. And in circumstances where this might be part of a return itinerary, it's very common that if the passenger does get off halfway through the trip, they will then go ahead and cancel the, the return portion uh, of the itinerary. In the lawsuit, American alleges that Skip Legs tricks customers into believing that they can tap into some kind of a secret loophole. And the suit alleges that the website then poses as an ordinary uh, customer to buy tickets, and then it warns its customers not to tip off the airline about these arrangements. The lawsuit itself says that Skiplag deceived the public, and even though it has no authority to form and issue a contract on behalf of American Airlines, somehow it, it uh, leads the public into believing that it can. In fact, it can't, according to American Airlines. The airline also says that every ticket that has been issued by Skiplag in violation of their policies is in fact at risk of being invalidated. The Canadian Securities Administrator, or the CSA, is launching a review of exchange-traded funds here in Canada. ETFs currently comprise around 15% of the total publicly offered 
investment funds in the country, and this is a very fast-growing element of the uh, of the investment landscape. During uh, the remainder of 2023, the CSA will be assessing whether the current regulations that govern ETFs remain uh, appropriate. The goal of the review is to help the CSA determine whether any additional requirements are needed um, as the industry continues to grow and innovate. With the study, it will conduct an analysis of the overall ETF market, including factors that affect the liquid, the, the liquidity and the trading of ETFs. And another major objective will be to consider whether the global standards for ETFs published by the International Organization of Securities Commissions is appropriate for the Canadian market. At the end of the day, the uh, information obtained will be used to help determine whether consultations or other regulatories are needed to enhance the regulatory framework uh, applicable to ETFs in Canada. Coming up later this week, NVIDIA will report for the first time since its blockbuster report uh, last quarter. On Thursday, Royal Bank and TD Bank both report as well. I will be back here in two days on Wednesday morning with an update. And as always, I say thank you for watching the video. Uh, there is a link for our investing academy in the description below. I'll see you in a couple of days.